All right, folks, welcome back. This is another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. Today, a very special episode. It's been dark, tough times lately, so we want to keep it much lighter today. Last time we did one of these kind of quote-unquote historical profiles was on John A. McDonald, which is obviously a very sensitive subject matter. So we're doing something yeah, a lot more We're moving on from the seventh greatest Canadian to the sixth. Yeah. And you know something that... On a scale of one to ten of like monstrousness, John A. McDonald you could put like as a nine or a ten. Don Cherry, let's be honest, is not anywhere it's near. It's more that. about oh, what no, yeah. Don Cherry represents today. Yeah. We're going to unpack the cultural baggage that is Don Cherry, and we're going to do so explicitly. Yeah, and this is a series I like to call Limestone City Scumbags. Where... I know. I found out today he was born in Kingston. That's I was right. like, wow. Moving forward, when we do these, it's either going to be people that were Queens graduates. Uh, went to Queens for a short period of time, just so I can talk about Elon Musk, Sounds essentially. Good. Or they're Kingston-born. And Don Cherry definitely ticks the Kingston-born box. Before we get into it, quick content warning. There's going to be some swearing. There might be one very brief mention of sexual misconduct. But trust me, it's not going to – this isn't like the pedophiles episode. This okay. is We're yeah. going to ma- mention it because it's important, and then we're going to move on from it. Content warning. There's going to be a lot of talk of good old boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tough guys. The tough guys. Uh, all uh, the kids out yeah, there. Uh, there will also be just, some language that could definitely be sensitive. Uh, Don Cherry has made some, let's say, less than – culturally sensitive remarks in I the past. I actually think they're cool. Some of which I am going to read uh, verbatim because it is important to put the proper quote into the proper context. So just a content warning on that front as well. You're going to hear some boneheaded and at times racist, sexist, and potentially misogynistic and at one point homophobic remarks. So just keep but that in mind. They're coming from like a really charming man who wears funny suits. Well, we'll get to that. That's true. Yeah. I, I do I do like the funny suits though. They're really nice. Yeah, so, I so actually good. have it's a actually, little bit about that too. So so it's it's really interesting actually. Um I ran into Dean uh, not even today, but just the other day, we were. I was walking up the street downtown, and then I just see this guy wearing this bright orange suit. And I was like, man, that guy's got stop. Turns out it was our co-host, Dean. That's true. And I was like, Dean, why are you wearing that? And he was like, I don't know, I'm feeling pretty grapesy today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You call me call me grapeseed oil, folks. <laughs> no, I was I was wearing the suit uh downtown Kingston. Um what I do is I I wear something like ostentatious like that, like the bright orange. Uh and then when girls come up to me and they ask, like, oh, what's that? I tell them it's like, oh, it's for awareness of uh what what are you interested in? Yeah. Uh yeah. and then they're like, What are that, you that's aware sort of? of? That, that's how I cruise for strange, yeah, you know? That's, that's how I he says next to his girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, she's staring Cut daggers. That. You could probably feel it. <laughs> For the record, is the most alpha person here and could absolutely rip Dean in half if she chose to do so. Not yeah, true. Yeah, I shouldn't have worn my I love soy boy shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right. I <laughs> am leaning into the mic as opposed uh, to standing straight up for it. So. That's true. Uh, on the day we recorded this, which is the Star Wars day, uh, May 4th, 2020, uh, May the 4th be with you or whatever, uh, one of the big new Twitter things is an account that talks about uh, proper male posture, which is essentially, even if you're 17 feet tall and 600 pounds and ripped with muscles, if you lean in for a photo, that's pussy shit. You're a beta <laughs> Especially cuck. if you <laughs> lean in towards a woman. And that's the thing. Specifically, yeah. it needs you're to be... You're ceding to her. Exactly. Yeah. So if you hear us make mention of leaning in, it's not just the feminism trend. It is actually yeah. the specific uh, form of brain poisoning. Yeah. Of course, because women are to supposed that. to lean in, but men aren't. Yeah, that's Man, right. Man, my poor scolio boys out there are going to have a <laughs> tough time with all this shit. Now... <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of toxic masculinity, let's uh, let's get it started here. February fifth, nineteen thirty-four. 
Kingston, Ontario. He old as fuck. That's so long ago. Lest we forget. <laughs> Don Cherry was born to Dell and Maude Cherry. Now, Don's The most Canadian names. Yeah. Maude is ever. incredible. Oh, my God. Dell? Dell and Don? His <laughs> Come on. grandfather was John, a.k.a. John T., better known as Jack Cherry, which is an incredible. Jack Cherry is an incredible <laughs> name. Yeah. That is an action movie Jack name. Jack Cherry is actually sick, though. Yeah. It makes me think of Buck Cherry, which is one of the best bands on earth. So. Uh, fun aside, do you know that Crazy Bitch has the exact same BPM as Holland 1945? <laughs> I had no and idea. And I know this. I tried to match them up with disastrous results. What what, what do you do when we leave you unattended? Uh, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> now, Jack Cherry was a constable with the original Royal Canadian Mountain Police. Like, In fact, he was a part of the Northwestern Mounted Police. Yeah. Right. Um, not a good start. Yeah, not a great <laughs> start. I just, I, I need a, to butt in here because Megan and I, That's right. uh, in preparation for this talk, uh, tried to watch the Don Cherry miniseries, Keep Your Head Up, Kid, and its sequel. It's been scrubbed uh, from there's the a internet. Sequel? There, there's a sequel. It's called uh, Wrath of Grapes. <laughs> which is horrible that's incredible yeah, but the first part is two episodes and then the sequel is two episodes so they could have yeah. just made like one four episode right. show but yeah. so so we we watch the show I guess we'll bring it up periodically as you go through Perfect. what you've prepared but in the show there's a, a a scene where it's a young Don Cherry he's like 10 years old in school and the the you know how like teachers ask students like oh can anyone share a story about horses you know like that the common teaching tool where you just get kids to say random shit yeah, and then yeah. they bring up Mr. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got horse pilled. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but uh, they're, uh, he's like, what do you know about horses? Uh, and Don Cherry's like, well, my dad, uh, he was a, uh, don't you know, he was a, uh, a, a mounted policeman. And uh, he says, uh, when you get put a saddle on a horse, you have to knee it really hard in the belly. <laughs> so it sucks in. So the oh saddle fits God. on properly. <laughs> And the teacher's like, that's wrong. Like, that's not, that's, you don't do that. <laughs> this makes that's, a lot of that's sense. That's fucking stupid. What that's, are you talking about? That's and then John Cherry's like, are you calling my dad a liar? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, my favorite part, the whole miniseries, it's, like, all, like, really, like, old school, like, sepia toned. Like, the whole thing yeah. looks really washed out. The Netflix filter. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it has this sort of, like, serious period piece look about it. And then, like, up until that moment, it's, like, sort of, it's played very seriously. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jared Kiso, that's his name, right? Yeah, for the guy who does Letter Kenny, oh like my the main God. guy. He plays Don Cherry. Cherry. It's really good, actually. He does exactly a great Cherry like impression. I imagine he's a good actor. Yeah, mm -hmm. like no idea why he's slumming it here. That's uh, before he was famous. He yeah, was but even, even still. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's got the serious tone, and, and he's like, well. Are you calling my dad a liar? And then it cuts to there's this voiceover just bringing you right out of the whole scene. It's like, yeah, I always called it how as I sees oh, it. <laughs> it's like, what? Fuck you, what's going on? And then that. there's 10 minutes of him getting like capital punishment. Oh, yeah. yeah. He goes to the principal office and gets like the strap, but like the scene lasts for like. Wait, is that corporal? Wait, corporal, corporal punishment. Corporal. Not can you say capital? Yeah, there's like you. a ten minute scene yeah. where they put him and on they the electric chair. They a young <laughs> gun. They give him a little cigarette <laughs> and blindfolded him. Yeah. Hooked him up with his last meal. It was have, like an ISIS video. Have you any last words, son? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you right here. The God's honest truth. This kid Joey Kosa, he'll mix it up with anyone. <laughs> You know, that is really illustrative of the mindset that he would carry throughout his life, and especially into, like, 
coaching hockey. I'm very glad you brought that up. Yeah. Keep that in mind, uh, humble listeners. So uh, Jack Cherry was also a Great Lake ships captain, which is objectively cool. He did yeah. the only two yeah. Canadian jobs at the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was a Mountie and he drove ships. And Del Cherry, so Jack's son and Don's father, was like a celebrated amateur athlete and electrician, which is also two incredibly Canadian things. Oh, you play yeah. hockey and you work as an electrician. Most people from my hometown, for example, that's what they do now. Uh, Don's younger brother, he has a younger brother, Dick. Dick Classy. Cherry. Dick <laughs> Cherry. Incredible. Like, yeah. Say what you will. A gift from God, this family. All of these names are remarkable. His nickname was Red Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, he played in the NHL, so he was a nice. quite a talented Did he play player. more than one game? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, Don himself had a very successful junior hockey career, highlighted by a Memorial Cup victory in 1953. That's like the Canadian Junior National Championship mm-hmm. for the non-hockey educated out there. No, we all, we all knew that. You don't have to know about hockey to appreciate this episode. So Don would drop out of high school the following year to pursue a professional hockey career because, hey, you know, he's already, he's cruising here. He plays defense. He's a tough, hard-nosed guy. They just won the Memorial Cup. He's like, great, this can only go well. So as he was kind of bumming around the early, it's like the OHA, which is the precursor to the OHL, uh, he met a woman by the name of Rosemarie Martini. Yep. Which, Her last no, Martini. not real. No. Yeah, I had to double check this. I even in my notes put a question mark next to it. So I was like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> Who they would fall like madly in love. Like legitimately, this is wholesome stuff. Like it is. you can say what you will about Don Cherry, but he did like deeply love his wife, uh, Rose. Mrs. Rose Cherry. <laughs> exactly. Yep. They, they got hitched and God bless that woman. She put up with 20 years of him traveling mm-hmm. around the country playing hockey. So Don's career, as you could probably guess by this point, by the fact that he played for 20 years bumming around minor leagues, was really that of a journeyman player. He was never particularly great at generating points or anything other than kind of laying laying the lumber, so to speak, just absolutely fucking people up with yeah. hits. Uh, he would be drafted by the Boston Bruins in 1954, same year he dropped out of high school to pursue that pro career in the later rounds. And uh, let's say Don's first season as like an official NHL draft, he didn't exactly go to plan. Uh, he would not play for the Bruins at all during the 1954 regular season. And in fact, his only NHL game, as you alluded to, occurred during the Boston Bruins playoff run where they lost. Yeah. And he never played again. He blamed an injury he suffered in the offseason playing baseball as the reason why his pro career never now, took Now, was off. that perhaps a toe, a broken toe? Because in the, and again. No, in the movie, that happens during practice, the toe. Yeah, no, I think this was a more serious, I think this was like a knee injury. And actually, this is the first time I'd like to chime in with a personally related anecdote. Yeah. Which is my father, also from Kingston, and was born 13 years after. So 1947 actually knows Don Cherry quite well. My father was also a late round draft pick by the Boston Bruins. But unlike Don Cherry, my dad played one fewer NHL game. (laughs) (laughs) Also because his knees blew out. But my father didn't then, you know, soldier on playing for peanuts 20 years after that and say that this one time injury is why he didn't make it as a pro. He uh, quit and got an actual job. All right. I, I just need to bring up, like, in the in the miniseries, a lot of time is spent. And again, we could not find this miniseries these anywhere. We, these are all clips that we found on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it has been scrubbed from the internet. You cannot find this thing It's probably anywhere. on, like, CBC Jam. No, it's no, not. we look. We, we look everywhere. so long. Yeah. The only thing... We can, take this job seriously. You can buy the DVD from Amazon, but it currently says not available. <laughs> like, it's just gone. Damn you, COVID. I know. <laughs> 
but yeah, so uh, from the clips that people uh, are concerned about, you could argue that this is even more illustrative of what it means to be a Cherry fan. Because the clips that are on YouTube are all of him, like, receiving p- corporal punishment from <laughs> an elder man. Oh, he is, uh, perfect. Like, what was the name of his coach? Hang on, let me look it up. And you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense because... Like, he's got, like, a very Mel Gibson energy to him in these, like, miniseries, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. it's just constantly about how tough he is. And yeah, how he, he's he martyrs himself for oh, hockey. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, his whole identity is just being big. Like, he's tall and wide. He's well, a large man. Dean looks that up. Yeah, I'm, no, I've got it right oh, here. you got it perfect. Uh, so, Eddie Shore yes, uh, okay. was the name of the coach. Very legendary, like, yeah. hockey figure, legitimately. Um, And, like, the miniseries, like, takes great pains to talk about how, like, mean and evil. Well, not evil evil but like he was just such a tough guy and don was so afraid of this eddie shore guy who like in the series is just sort of like this old man who tells don cherry that he's not good at skating and needs to get better which he's right yeah which he was right was and, and then don cherry is like oh i i could kill him i swear to god i could kill him <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was literally just like you need to bend your knees you're not doing super well and it's like yeah this man's a coach he's supposed to get yeah he's pointers, just doing don cherry's yeah. just like losing it and then and then lets the coach get smacked in the face <laughs> by a player and he's like I could have told him to move out of the way but I wasn't feeling this it sounds like full metal jacket it's insane <laughs> but like the, I feel like as far as like hockey coaches in the 50s go just someone yelling at you and telling you that you're not skating properly is not that bad in terms of the abuse that coaches would deliver this is my stick and this is my puck one is for playing one is for fun <laughs> <laughs> Don Cherry polishing his stick in the, in the yeah. locker room <laughs> muttering to himself but the toe injury was that he broke his toe and then his coach just brought him a bucket of boiling water and a bucket of ice water and told him to keep <laughs> dipping his foot back and forth and we had to watch it and it's like a five minute scene and the toe looks like gangrene uh, it's that. so gross yeah, <laughs> yeah it, like and again the scene goes on way too long honestly uh, this coach sounds a little bit nicer than the coach like the parents that were at the hockey games when i was like <laughs> oh yeah between the ages of seven to 14 jesus like the parents were yeah. way worse than that like i would take that guy we should also mention that this uh these series was written by don cherry's son <laughs> yeah <laughs> who also does podcasts with his old man oh now. my we'll god get to that later so don plays minor hockey for about 20 years he retires in 1972 during that period of time he would actually work several real person jobs well two real person jobs and a Cadillac salesman. He literally was like a used car salesman for a period of time. Which that's is a real, that's a working man's yeah, job. Yeah, but that's perfect considering that he would become a coach, which is more or less the equivalent of that. Just selling yeah. bullshit to a bunch of ADIQ <laughs> guys. Uh, he worked as a construction worker for a period of time and a house painter. He painted some, painted some houses. <laughs> I hear you coach hockey teams. <laughs> so... At the end of his working class period, he would actually get hired by the Rochester Americans, which is an AHL team, to come and coach, which actually isn't a bad idea. Like, the guy had 20 years of minor league hockey experience. You could definitely do worse. And actually, he was quite a good AHL coach. So good, in fact, that within a few short years, he would actually be promoted to the NHL, where he would coach the team that drafted him, the Boston Bruins. 
So this would be about 1974. And at that point, Boston was still a good team, but they were definitely getting a lot older. Like their big core of like tough meatheads was getting up there and they were starting to wane a bit. To Don Cherry's credit, once he took over the team, not only did they continue their success, but they actually got better in each regular season. Notice how I said regular season and not playoffs though, because every single year, no matter how good they were, including the year he won like the NHL coaching award, they would still lose in the playoffs. They never won a Stanley Cup. So Don would coach the Bruins for about five years. Uh, he would leave the team in 1979. He wouldn't be out of work long though, however, as he would actually be hired by the nascent Colorado Rockies. So Colorado had a hockey team before the current one they have, the Avalanche. They were terrible, like just the dirt worst. The motto for the Colorado Rockies when Don took over was come to the game or come to the fights and see a game break out. Nice. He was like legitimately slap shot shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Like he would show up with like a cowboy boot, cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, despite the fact that he's from Kingston on fucking <laughs> Like, And he's never even been like out West. Yeah. He just like well, showed up. Well, his dad up. rode a horse. That's right. That's true. Uh, so Don, just Don Cherry running amok in Colorado, kneeing horses in the stomach. <laughs> You're not far off. Uh, he definitely did run amok in Colorado. I'm going to talk about a few important things, which now that we have the added context of his sadistic childhood, I think <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So Don did little to endear himself to the players or the management there. There was one player in particular. I don't think though, Don has ever done anything to endear himself to anyone. <laughs> no, not quite true. Okay. He does have his supporters, but they weren't any in Colorado. Well, I'm not saying he, I, like he has supporters. I'm saying he doesn't fight to earn them. He just is himself and some people like that. Which is kind of alpha, honestly. Yeah, no, Don is like the greatest alpha. We will get to that though. So one player in particular on the Colorado Rockies was a Swedish-born goaltender named uh, Hardy Ostrom. Very and he good. drew much derision and uh, criticism for Don. Don nicknamed him the Swedish Civ and was so just like outwardly dismissive of Astrum. He took like every chance he could to belittle him. There was one such instance where Astrum gave up a goal on the first shot of the game, like five seconds in, and Don just pulled him from the game and was like, you're not playing anymore. This is also the season where defenseman Mike McEwen, after being repeatedly told by Don to do something, he just wouldn't listen. Basically, he just wouldn't do a line change when Don wanted him to. When McEwen skated by the bench, Don grabbed him by the throat and dragged him over the boards onto the bench. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, uh, he didn't get fired for that, by the way. This was 1980. Yeah. This is a much different NHL. Wow. Although I do have to cocaine. say, like... It's just called a good show. Like, Don Cherry's disdain for Europeans, kind of cool. Yeah, we're, uh, there's going to be a lot of that in this episode. So, Colorado finished dead last. Don left town. He tells a really weird, like, anecdote where on the last game of the season, all the players, like, got into, like, a line and held their sticks up as he walked underneath them and, like, waved to the crowd. Didn't happen. I have no confirmation if that's true. <laughs> but like For sure, way, just, like, something his mind invented. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I'm going to have yeah. to do some more research on that. So, the Colorado Rockies would leave Colorado two years later and become the New Jersey Devils which is a cool hockey team cool. uh, as immortalized in Seinfeld. <laughs> so Don's NHL career wasn't quite over. There's one more real, uh, relevant story from that and then a really interesting one from his time as a minor hockey coach. 
1982, they were trying to move the St. Louis Blues from St. Louis to, of all places, Saskatoon. Mm. If the move was successful, Don Cherry was tapped to be the head coach of the Saskatoon Blues. However, common sense did prevail, and the rest of the NHL was like, why, why the fuck would Saskatoon you move Saskatoon known for its, the, being the heart of blues. That's music, right. For sure. That's very cool. <laughs> I would love to see. It's like how when they moved the New Orleans Jazz and the NBA to Utah, yeah. which is probably the only the city. Least jazzy state in the whole yeah, country. with like less potential. <laughs> Salt Lake City of all places. Oh my God. So it didn't end up happening. So Don's NHL career was done, but he got involved with the OHL. This is closer to the 1990s now. He actually had a uh, ownership stake in the, I want to make sure I get the name right, Mississauga Ice Dogs. Which is a team that still goes to this very day. Wait, aren't they're the Hamilton Ice Dogs now? Aren't no, there's they? the Hamilton Bulldogs. They, I swear we have Ice Dogs. They could be or Niagara. Niagara. Niagara Ice Dogs. There's who's to say? That's insane because all three of those places are all right beside each other, and they yeah. have all the Ice so Dogs. Hamilton got the dogs. Hamilton got Belleville. The Belleville Bulls. Ooh. And oh. they're the Hamilton Bulldogs. The, the Belleville Bulls are hilarious. I'm pretty sure they're not a team anymore. They're not. It's they, Hamilton. Uh, they, 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 it, it was like three or four years ago and everyone was super upset because it's when P.K. Subin was on like the Canadian Olympic team. Yes. And like was also doing great things in the NHL. And then as soon as that happened and P.K. Subin moved up. They immediately got rid of the Bells. They were like, we have no reason to be here yeah. anymore. They still had PK's brother Malcolm as a goalie, but they were like, eh, he's not very good. And We've become be a sports podcast. So mm. Don's mm. got a share in the Minnesota- Mississauga Ice Dogs. Sports have so much to do with capitalism. Are you kidding me? Yo, absolutely. Like when the people that are playing, you know, hit the ball around with the stick are making like way more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. Well, I, I'm shitting I'm on happy, you right now. I'm happy we're a sports podcast. So, Dean, you alluded to Don's, let's say, europhobia earlier. Yeah. Uh, while Don was in charge of the Mississauga Ice Dogs, he made a specific point of forbidding the team to draft any European-born players, <laughs> despite Whoa. the fact That's that, that many That's of them wild. were like the top players in the draft. And you know what happened? In the first three years, Mississauga won like 16 total games. Jesus. Don Cherry would then install himself as the head coach in that fourth season where they won 11 games, most of which came after he finally allowed the team to play European-born players. He's oh the God. most like ridiculously patriotic for no reason person ever. It's, yeah. it's called being racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that coming up. <laughs> now, I think that really does demonstrate how out of touch Don was by this time, at least definitely in a tactical sense to where – the game had changed a lot since he played and even more since he'd coached. The NHL used to be all about just like big meatheads moving slowly and hitting hard. It was unbearable. Like other than a few couple cool hits and like a few guys like Wayne Gretzky who were just transcendently good. It was like a slog, just insane fights, concussions, cocaine, which is cool. All that shit. Cocaine is pretty cool. Uh, now Don would transition out of that into the role at least the four of us know him more for, which is as a broadcaster. It really began after he was canned by Colorado in the 1980s. He would actually be brought on uh, by the CBC as like a play-by-play uh, analyst during the playoffs, and then it continued in the regular season. However, Don couldn't do play-by-play commentary for one big reason. He just couldn't stop cheering for the teams he liked. Yeah. Like if Boston or Toronto were playing, he would just like openly root for them. And see, that's sort of charming. That is. I like respect (laughs) that. I would do the exact same thing. And that's, that's the funny thing about cherry is that like every other thing you hear from him i'm like 
okay, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like you're 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 dumb and just generally mean spirited. And then like he does something like that and you're like, aw. It like <laughs> I can't really fault him. I cannot say this is one of the few things where I cannot say, oh, I wouldn't do that. Like a lot of the racism I could be like, yeah, no, I would not say that. Yeah, no, he's horrible. But rooting for my favorite team, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's so fucking funny. Like, why would you not? But they knew, like, okay. We can't really claim to be an impartial broadcast if Don Cherry is like standing on the table swinging his shirt around. <laughs> so, being any horse that comes within 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> but to his credit, he was quite like a captivating speaker and he seemed to touch a nerve with a lot of people. Like, they got a lot of complaints when they pulled him from the broadcast. So, what did they do? They created Coach's Corner. Yeah, wait, I classic. thought he had the, the whole show about punching people. He though. does. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Rock'em, sock'em. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. So, Coach's Corner, which was very well received early on, uh, he was paired with a different guy for the first year or so. But then in 1986, like they brought Ron McLean on, who he would continue to work with for the next like 40 years. One of the years. most powerful dynamics in all of broadcast media. <laughs> so fast. The Ron and Don dynamic. Yeah, Don <laughs> Sub. Yeah. You, you really do. Like, Don yeah. is just screaming, and Ron's like, yes, sir. Okay, sir. Like, like I was watching it and, like, trying to analyze it psychologically. Because you know how, like, you're qualified to do that, just, like, having, like, a BSc? Yeah, and, like, psychoanalysis. Yeah, yeah. yeah for we sure. I'll do that. It's cool because, like, Don Cherry, like, never takes his eyes off the camera. He's always, like, looking directly down the barrel and just sort of, like, yelling and yeah. screaming. Uh, and it's sort of indistinguishable from... If you just go to like some sports bar downtown and there's an old guy beside you who won't stop talking. Yeah. And he's like, like talking at the TV. Yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. And then Ron, A, has the earpiece because like his whole job on the show <laughs> is to wrangle Don. Yeah. And two, is constantly like looking beyond the camera to like, I imagine a producer. Yeah. And also like trying to like get Don's attention here. <laughs> and just like, please, like trying to get eye contact with him to rein him in any amount. You I, know what? It he, is wild. I always thought he did a really good job at it too. Oh, I, yeah. always, I always really admired that, I, that I, bit because like there is a lot of entertainment value in Don Cherry just going off. Yeah. But also you got a show to run. And I thought that. Like, when I was a kid, I loved Coach's Corner yeah. because I was like, this guy's just going. Like, he doesn't give a shit about anything. And then you got you got Don there, which is, like, the more reasonable one. Or Ron, rather. And he's, like, more reasonable and kind of like, you know, well, you know, should we say that? And, like, you can always tell that he's kind of getting reeled in. Like, he's kind of, like, you know, pulling the strings a little bit pulling on the reins but at the same time like it was so fascinating to watch i think it's safe to say that don cherry would have been off the air 10 maybe oh, 15 yeah. years ago if it weren't for ron ron saved his career yeah. easily and he probably was, on multiple occasions there's many things you can say about don cherry but he is like a quite captivating speaker like he has a big physical charisma quite honestly mm. like you can't really look away it's just if he had like any sort of like intelligence, like he could be a dangerous figure, but he's just like pure unadulterated id. He will literally yeah. just say what's on his mind, which I do respect. So Coach's Corner, big success in the late 1980s, so much so that Don branches out and actually starts his own television show that broadcasts mostly in the Hamilton area, yeah, the Don Cherry Show. And the highlight of the show every single week was Don Cherry's Drill of the Week, which is basically just a big hockey hit. And he would tie it into the show by offering a cordless black and decker drill they were the sponsor oh to the player who delivered the hit but i'm just like just don cherry's drill of the week sounds so perverted to me all right i was watching some porno and uh this this peter north kids at home pay attention to this this peter north guy 
big like circling it like ESPN. He's got a big frame, <laughs> six foot four, heavily muscled. And what does he do? He's very physical when he gets into the corners. He doesn't mind hitting a player from behind. <laughs> he always shoots. He always scores. You kids at home, pay attention to Peter North. Like stuff like that. That's always what no, I No, that's imagine. so cool. <laughs> so we've got a couple of catchphrases and like signature things from Coach's Corner and really the Don Cherry show. A quick aside, do you guys know why he's called grapes? This is like a sincere question. Because no. the research I got is that it was a reference testicles, to testicles, testicles, testicles. Sour grapes, Aww. which described how he felt most of the time. Which actually go scans yeah. quite well considering he was like an NHL never was as a player. Yeah. And like an almost was as a coach. Okay, coach's corner. What are what are some things that come to mind? Chancellor. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em. That's perfect. I'm was that, get to that. Was that from Coach's Corner? Rock'em Sock'em? <laughs> no, Sock'em? that's just a catchphrase. It's, like it's he, the Don Cherry ethos. He used yeah. to <laughs> he used to throw around the words Rock'em Sock'em like whenever he possibly could. He'd be like, yeah, this is some real Rock'em Sock'em hockey. Like classic <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em yeah. hockey. Is he Vince McMahon? Yeah. <laughs> comes, comes, Ron, the toast pops to... in his toaster. Oh, Rock'em Sock'em breakfast, baby. Uh, Ron McClane, I want you to kiss my ass. The Don Cherry kiss my ass club. I was going to say... I was going to say, I had a joke in my head, and it's a really bad joke, and this doesn't have to air. But I was like, oh, man, Don Cherry's Jewel of the Week would have been so good if it was featuring his brother, Dick Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cherry's Dick's Drill of the Week. Like, yeah. I don't know. that. Yeah. I love that. Haha, I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Another... I, I love explaining the Don Cherry extended universe. <laughs> There's so much to it. That, wait till you see the other cast of characters we have, one of which I'm going to talk about in just a second. The so, DCU. <laughs> the be- release the Snyder Cut of Grey. <laughs> Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> wrath of Grapes. Uh, I would yeah, love to see a Snyder cut of Grapes of Wrath. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I want to see the Weinstein cut of oh, Just three of hours of a rabbit dying. So another staple is, we've alluded to it many times, but, oh, you kids out there. He would always, he would start like, Almost everything with that because he wants them to pay attention. You yeah. had much better impression of Don Cherry than I did. I've <laughs> met the man. <laughs> rock him, rock him. <laughs> so he would also like nothing. provide effusive praise for his favorite players, one of which is Steve Eisenman. Another one is another Kingston-born individual, Doug Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Oh, classic. And uh, this is the maybe the only dark spot of this episode. Are you guys aware of Doug Gilmore's, let's say, tumultuous personal life? I have no idea who that is. He was a defenseman who played for like two decades in the NHL, one of the best players in the league, considered to be a diva, a problematic individual. While he was playing in St. Louis for the aforementioned St. Louis Blues, Doug Gilmore was brought up on charges of statutory rape for having sex with his 13-year-old babysitter. Oh, oh my God. These charges you hate to see would it. be settled out of court and he was immediately traded out of St. Louis yeah. to Calgary. It's really weird that an um, almost 13-year-old Cal- man had a, needed a babysitter, <laughs> though. Like, that's kind of strange. So it's a good thing he was traded pre-Wexit because, as we know from the Wexit episode, under the Wexit laws, all child molesters would be put to death immediately as according to the <laughs> Check This Shit Out to Facebook law. <laughs> So that was just a quick aside. Oh, and another, on the subject of like psychological origins, this is from Doug Gilmore's book called Killer, in which he describes how he sustained severe burns as a child when he was left in a hot tub by an inattentive babysitter. Oh, oh, my <laughs> oh man, we're getting oh, real Freudian oh, in this shit. I don't want to go into this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and veer out of that. But I did want to make mention to it. And Don Cherry would praise, this happened in like 1988, and Don Cherry would praise him into the 90s. <laughs> yeah. wow. Like praise him and be like, damn, you really did a good job on that babysitter? Like, what do you mean praise him? <laughs> he just would, anytime, he'd love talking about Doug Gilmore. Uh, Doug Gilmore oh. also ran several 
businesses here in Kingston that were basically just tax frauds because he would just yeah. run them out of business immediately. <laughs> dox them, dox them. What are they named? The one, one of them was Filthy McNasty's, which is oh, where the yeah, classic. Yeah, that's where the mansion, like yeah, the mansion is to this day. Mm-hmm. So we, he would also talk about tough, hard nosed play, which tied naturally into. Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey. Oh, hey, yeah. Yo, I classic. nailed it. So, I, like, I, I like how you were going to bring like a discussion around. You were like, what do you think about Coach's Corner? And I literally nailed it right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah Rock'em Sock'em. And you're like, stuff. okay, yeah, we're on to the next thing. <laughs> I tried to watch an episode of Rock'em Sock'em and I got 10 minutes in and I don't know anything about hockey or how it's played. So I was like, this is boring. I have to disagree. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. Now, I will admit that this is partially because I watched these as a child. And even back then, I was like, this is so entertaining. But it's literally just like a head trauma tape. <laughs> it's like a snuff film at times. <laughs> where like the big plays are just like guys yeah. getting their brain. He's like, look at this one right here. Joey Cosa rams his brain into the ice. And it's just like this 200-pound man like collapsing like a house <laughs> that's been like... <laughs> Planned detonation, just boom, boom, boom. You're literally watching videos of people's brain like getting reformed. Like you're like, like you're seeing these people get hit so fucking hard and he's encouraging it. And he's like, that was the biggest hit of the century or whatever. And then, and it's like, you just like, I almost, he's, he's probably brain dead now. (laughs) Like this guy's not getting out of this one unscathed. No, it's not all hits to be fair. It's also fights, but there are like a few goals, but it's mostly, it's sold on like, oh, the hockey, the way it's meant to be played. Now, did you know? Which is just Boxing on ice. <laughs> yeah, massive concussions and shit. Are you guys familiar with a little thing called Grape Jam? Nope. Oh, no. Is it, are these his mixtapes? This is no, a, this as is a no, matter of fact. No, 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 no. Career, I was joking. On Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em 2, there's a 90-second song featuring himself and two, I'm assuming, white rappers that we've never no. heard of called <laughs> Grape Jam. The song is worth checking out. In fact, we're going to play it at the end of the show. No. Uh, but I want See, to... I had a song that I wanted to play at the end of the show. I which guarantee you. I don't, I don't think... I thought I had you beat, but I don't think I do. This I, one has Don Cherry actually rapping on it. Yeah, yeah that's Rock'em Sock'em, wham, bam. And I have the lyrics here with me there's obviously other people on the track but i have all of don's verses i'm going to uh, if you you don't mind did either of you find the track uh let's go by don cherry no oh i I remember hearing this years okay so so i got a story to tell if 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 y'all don't mind so uh growing up on the res we didn't have good internet at all (laughs) we had dial-up internet like well into four years ago. Wow. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so as a kid, um, there was one place that had Wi-Fi, even though it was dial-up, they still had Wi-Fi, and that was the library. So late at night, we would go over to the library and just chill and like download stuff and I remember paying like 99 cents to get like uh, the final countdown as a ringtone on my iPhone (laughs) and I was like so excited, right? And then we... we (laughs) We watched the show one night, me and my friends, and it was like two in the morning because we used to be up all night. And uh, it was clips of Don Cherry's greatest moments. And one of them was Rock'em Sock'em Wham Bam. I don't even know if that's the name of it. I don't know if it's that or Let's Go, but it's literally just him like rapping. And there's a bunch of screens in the background of people just getting hit really hard. And like girls dancing in jerseys trying to be sexy, but like nobody can be sexy in a jersey. And um, and so we went to the library and I downloaded that for 99 cents on my iPhone. It was my ringtone for a very long time because I thought it was the fucking funniest thing. You he were is right. such a goofball. Yeah. It's it's a horrible tune, but if you ever want to check it out, go ahead. It's 
fucking dumb. That's one for the deep cuts out there. Now, without further ado, here is the Don Cherry portions of the 1989 classic Grape Jam. And uh, this is all, I'll do the best I can. I'll tell you something right now. Uh, I played the minor leagues. I coached the Boston Bruins. If you ask me, I think the game's in ruins. Guys oh, don't God. fight. They don't back check. It's like watching the Nordiques out there in Quebec. Yeah. And then, That's verse two. King, 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 king. Now I'm going to tell you something. It's the God's honest truth. Uh, I'll tell you something else. Visors, no good. Don't like them. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we no, Va- no, 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 Happening. Jesse Bell is making this shit up. This is not real. I will send it. This to is you. not real. Von Hellerman, worst ref I've ever seen. Europe. It's a nice place to visit, but stop sending us hockey players. That's, <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. That's none Joey, of it rhymes. That's Joey Cosa. He'll drop him with anyone. The only people who don't like fighting are you, uh, Pris types. I'll tell you that right <laughs> no, now. No. And that's no. the end of the song. That's fucking. Yeah, sick. that's not real. So it, I think the second one is just exclusively voice clips. Like he, he probably only got him in for like one verse. He's, oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> do this. Fellas. Sleep. I'm not gonna do this gang type shit too long. So we would just like <laughs> they just like had to like all right, fuck. We're just gonna have to cut it together. Uh, oh my god, that's Sock'em not real. Hockey would be released all the way up until like 2010. He got like 21 years of content out of this, and there's like box sets that are like eight hours long. Oh my of, like, god, there's like 30 of them. <laughs> so. I feel like when Sidney Crosby got concussed, everyone started to think it was actually sad. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Not that specifically, but like the change. Because there was even then people being like, should fighting even be in hockey? Like it doesn't really (laughs) seem like an important part of the game. It does literally nothing. (laughs) And there's no other, well, as far as I'm aware, there's no other sport where (laughs) fighting is like an aside. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like nobody's playing cricket and being like, man, I'm going to hit this pitcher. Ron Ron Artest got into a fight in basketball and got suspended for a season yeah and, well and mind you basketball in the 80s they used to just do cocaine and fight all the time it was like a legitimate problem yeah it was cool it was cool uh all right the best part of baseball is when they run the oh when they yeah. charge the pitcher charge the mound that's, that's exactly nolan what ryan. oh yeah nolan yeah. ryan who was like 45 at the time this is like 1989 he got charged by this guy robin ventura who was like an early steroid dude like six six like mega yeah. chat monster nolan ryan just headlocked him and punched the shit out of him <laughs> and threw him it was the coolest all right. This is the part of the episode where I'm going to talk about two things in particular. One was a piece the CBC did on Don Cherry in 1990 that I think was very illustrative, where I've taken a number of quotes. And the second part is just more quotes from Don Cherry from yeah. various eras on various topics. The problematic ones, I imagine. So Also, yeah. before we start, we were watching Rick Mercer do some like day where he got a suit made of funny fabric with, oh, right. with Don Cherry. And Rick was like, Oh, do you think, and this was, I think, 12 years ago now, and he's like, oh, you know, you don't have the earpiece in, and you're always, like, saying whatever you want. Do you ever think you're going to get, like, kicked off air for something bad? And then Don was like, oh, I hope not. It's so much fun. And we were like, well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, like uh, I actually thought it was sort of, like, a really, like, human, interesting moment with Don Cherry. Because he's like, oh, yeah, no, for sure. Like, when my career, like, ends, it's going to be because, like, it blows up. Like, it just implodes. Wow. In a ball of fire. But, like, and I really, I'm going to miss it when it happens because I love doing what I do. And, like, I imagine... But they like, predicted it perfectly. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. he call, like he knows, like, that. that is the only way it goes out. And we're going to talk about why yeah. he was so confident of that. This one, 
quote from 1989, pretty mild, but I think it sets a tone of the kind of xenophobia that would grow as the years went by. So in 1989, on an episode of Coach's Corner, Don Cherry very infamously referred to, uh, he was speaking about the Finnish-born player for the Winnipeg Jets uh, by the name of Alpo Sahonen. He says, mm-hmm. oh, Alpo, what is that? Some kind of dog food? Oh. Which is not great. That's, not great. He would actually be... That's kind of funny. It is yeah, kind, yeah, of kind of funny. That's like pretty quick like, for an idiot. Pretty quick for someone who suffered 10 concussions. Yeah, he's like a moron by birth. <laughs> but you don't know. He might have been like sitting at his nightstand. Like, woke That's up true. In the <laughs> no, because like, they no, weren't even yeah. taught. Like he was just mentioned as an aside and he just looked. What is that? Some kind of dog food? Like, I don't think he ever he, even thought about yeah, it. He, I don't even think he was thought he was making a joke. He no. thought they were talking about dog food. He would get sued by the owner of the Winnipeg Jets. And it was like a, a big controversy at the time, but fairly mild as things would go on. Here are some quotes from that 1990 CBC piece, which I'm – actually, it's a quite well-made piece, but it really kind of ticked me off at times because one of the big notes is like, oh, Don, you talk about being a manly man, but you spend all this time on your appearance. And they're like a little homophobic twinge to it. Yeah. The gay baiting him. Yeah, it really was. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm on TV. I need to look nice. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually a pretty measured response. Like he didn't take the bait. That being said, the rest of the interview does make Don look like a complete idiot. Yeah. He turns around. He's like, but I ain't gay though. (laughs) So here are some select quotes. I'm sick and tired of Canada kowtowing to the rest of the world. I heard a politician say we have to be careful because the rest of the world loves us. No wonder why they love us. We're weak wimps. He would continue. The people that drink beer agree with me. They're ticked off at the foreigners coming over here and taking all the dough. And he meant only Finnish people. He meant Timbits, actually. <laughs> the, like, the actual yeah. dough. Yeah. <laughs> when I go, when I go they don't got any chocolate there. It's only the plane. <laughs> he would continue. I'm pro-Canadian. I wish more Canadians were like me. We let people come in here and take our fish. <laughs> and pe- people are starving the, down there. The people, they come in and wreck the everything. The cod fisheries falling apart, and he's like, oh, it's the Europeans. I'm also starting to see. <laughs> well, it might be. Now, he doesn't specify if it's the Europeans. If he's like my dad, he thinks it's the Chinese, oh. which is probably exactly what he's thinking. True. Um, we, we can draw comparisons. Like He's very much a uh, Jesus Christ figure here talking about like <laughs> we need to save the bread yeah. for the people and the fish and we need to save the fish for the people like he's and he's the beer actually, not the wine the no, beer that's the thing. <laughs> well that's you know modern day yeah, wine exactly right? he's turning dog food into beer uh, what I really like about Don Cherry is the implication that being a country that is loved is bad yeah, that's fundamentally a, that's and weak. Yeah, that yeah. means we're doing something wrong. <laughs> so he continues, I've been asked by two parties, liberal and conservatives, especially conservatives, about him potentially going to parliament and running, which yeah. I actually believe. He then follows up with a quote that I feel is so prescient. Be- they want people that people <laughs> like, that people like on TV as a politician. He's so right. He nailed it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, right. it's, yeah. A, it's a popularity contest to like, some I, degree. If our country was maybe 10% more insane. Yeah. Don Cherry would be prime minister right now. We already got close. We got very close. <laughs> we basically have fatter Don Cherry it, as fucking premier of this province. That's, no, that's true. true. But also, what's his face uh, from Dragon's Den? In Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, he but also did a lot of other shit. Yeah, He's not that's just the, thing, the Dragon's like, Den ev- guy. Like, people hate Kevin O'Leary. That's though. the thing. Like, yeah. like, uh, people like Don No, Cherry. but he only dropped out because Quebec hates him. The rest of Canada was like full on the Kevin O'Leary train. Yeah, honestly. it was, it was I, I disagree. I think like everyone was cons- like comparing O'Leary to Trump. They're like, uh, Kevin O'Leary, he's Canada's Trump. 
He's like, uh, he's known for being rich. He had a reality TV show. Don Cherry is Canada's oh, Trump. Yeah. He's like an, an actual Canada's Trump because I was going to say Kevin O'Leary is like a successful version of Trump. Yeah. Like it's what Trump says he's done. He's not nearly as catty as Trump. Yeah. Don like, Cherry, there is a cattiness to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's all of force of, of personality. It, like the money doesn't matter at all. It's yeah. the fact that he's on TV all the time. And it's the fact that, that he picks fights constantly. He just has these hard-nosed opinions and he's a like a dumb old man who says the first thing that comes to his head. Well, what it is is it's a, a level of bullshittery, right? Everyone should read read henry frankfurt's uh, on bullshit it's hilarious but it talks about the difference between a liar and a bullshitter and like a liar has to refer to the truth in order to like dissuade you from believing in the truth like the mm. honest what had happened whereas a bullshitter has no reference to the truth <laughs> so if they say something it could be true and like and like that's the thing so like, that's where that's catch, the power of the bullshit yeah you can catch someone and like they could be lying or they could be telling the truth and you have to do that extra step because they didn't. Like, they didn't even look into it at all, yeah. right? And he's got that where he'll just say something and be like, this is what I believe. And then you're like, oh, okay. So, like, sure, but, like, this is objectively false. And he's like, well, I didn't look into it, so, but this is what I believe. And, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. that same quality to him, which is, like, perfect as a politician. Yeah, like, completely, like, without shame, like, entirely made of id. Yeah. Just, like, what I want right now Exactly need, that. Yeah, what I need to say to yeah. get what I want. Yeah, I will dress as godly as possible. <laughs> I will yell about the first thing that comes to my mind, and everyone will love me for it. Now, what kind of politician would Don be? He makes a specific mention. I'll straighten those guys out. Imagine me going down to Newfoundland. I'd go down there and say, look, vote for me, and I guarantee you, not one foreign trawler will touch a single one of your fish. Oh, he will whoa. never fail the beautiful boaters. <laughs> He, this is closing off the interview. He says, this is where it gets a little unfortunate. It'd be Canada first and Canada only. Oh my God. And he says, that's what I am. I'm a nationalist. I'm going to start a new power, the nationalist party. And he's like, there's like fire Whoa. in his eyes. Wait, he's talking about starting the nationalist party? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. We need the nationalist socialist party of Canada. <laughs> and then the two closing quotes, which I thought, one of which was also so indicative of where we are. Uh, the journalist doing, he's just like, oh, what's that under your collar, Don? Do I see a shade of red? I was like, fuck off. But Don Cherry's like, yeah, I'm a redneck all the way. And then he says... Look, I'm the Canadian dream. You look at this guy, hasn't gotten education, no trade, and he made it. And that is correct. He's completely right. He is the Canadian dream. Yep. And just like the Canadian dream, it's bullshit. Yeah. But he, it worked for him. It he embodies literally it. literally cannot work for anyone for, else. What, what did they say from the bootstraps up? Like yeah. those, the people that are like, I was able to make it and anyone can do it. And it's like, no, you were able to make it. And that means that like, Hundreds of thousands of others can't now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you took that opportunity for like people. Like, Don Cherry, and I think, like, the reason that we're doing this episode at all is that Don Cherry is the Ur Canadian. He right. is a complete representation of what it means to be a good old boy. Like, the if Canadian culture exists, yeah, it's Don, uh, Cherry. It's Don Cherry. For yeah. all of its spitefulness. Yeah, and yeah it's also like... Also endearing qualities. Yeah, it's endearing. I, I don't know if I'd go so far to say as it means well. No. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say it means well. I wouldn't well, say it means well. I think, but it's, I think it's honest. It's honest. But it's not... It's 
uneducated. Yeah, it's not uh, altruistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there there are hundreds of thousands of dudes in this country and women who think exactly like Don Cherry. I don't something. think I don't I I think saying he's uneducated might be going too far. I think he's like purposefully kept his education within the realm of his experiential sphere. Right. So like he won't look into things any further than what he's witnessed, which yeah. is which is okay. But the problem is, is that he also comes across as being like a spokesperson and like being on TV and like trying to command the masses into doing stuff, which is that's where it becomes a problem mm-hmm. if you're only basing what you're saying on what you've witnessed, right? Yeah. No, because I, I, then you're overgeneralizing everything and saying like, yeah, it's always like this. And in every situation, like people are taking the fish and, and it's like, but like, dude, you've only, you've witnessed that for sure. But at the same time, like you don't know across the board what's happening because you're only looking at or only learning from exactly what's affecting yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think you're completely right there. And like when I said like uneducated, I wasn't like deriding him for that, but like just how like. That is like you know that very like black and white. Yeah, to be trying, thinking about like fuck you got mine mentality. To, to be trying to like command people to think a certain way, I think you need to have some kind of like rationality when it comes to your experience versus worldwide experience and like generalizing the one with the other. And I think he doesn't do that. Yeah. And I think that's where the fault is. Like if he thought that way and was just like having a beer down at the toucan and like just talking the shit. Like, we'd just be like, whatever, and we would yeah. walk away. The problem is is that this person's, like, held up on a pedestal. He's, and he's got mm-hmm. a platform. He's got a yeah. platform where people are going to listen, right? Can and I, that's where it becomes real dangerous. Can I tell you why I think he's so obsessed with the fish thing? Because this is another, like, local anecdote. Because my dad also has a weird obs- – or had a weird obsession with this. So my dad lived on Wolf Island for a period of time, which is where Don Cherry lived up until very recently. And, like, in the 1960s and 70s, my dad would just always talk about the Chinese immigrants that would fish off the wharf of the Wolf Island ferry dock and just catch too many fish. And he'd be like, oh, they'd be sitting there at the picnic table, like, grinding up the fish meat. I think Don Cherry and my dad have this shared cultural experience. <laughs> I'm just seeing, dad, like, two guys yeah, fishing like a lot. One Chinese <laughs> yeah. family who really likes fishing. Yeah, I genuinely think that's yeah. where this obsession comes from. Okay. That's so funny. Let's move. That's exactly how, like, old people think, that's too. That's the thing. Oh, I like, don't want to like, they, they just see something on the street, and they're like, oh. That's how it is. Like, when yeah. you mentioned his experiences, I was like, oh, my God, this is probably what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, he witnessed it once, and he was like, yeah, every single Chinese person coming to Canada. And it's like, no, that was one family <laughs> having a just picnic. Just suitcases full of nets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, though, because people do, like, I... I always bring it back to me because I love me and uh, the people do the same thing about like in Tainanaga when it comes to fishing. They're like, I see people down there. They got big ass nets and like they're they're selling to like companies and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know who the fuck you're hanging out with. Exactly like you, you've probably seen like one dude do that. Yeah. Because like me and my boys will go out spear fishing and we'll be very respectful and make sure we only take what we need. And we make up like a good majority, like me and my group make up a good majority of the people that are fishing and we also cut nets if we see them yeah. because you shouldn't be doing that that's just dangerous to like the ecosystem right like it can really throw things off but then people go around and they're like yeah people are trying to like not pay taxes and not have to like do like game warden laws and stuff like that like they can get whatever they want down there nobody cares and they pay the right people off and it's like that's not happening <laughs> if anyone knows someone who's like that 
let me know because like it's just so interesting that those are the things that people say right and it's the same thing that don cherry's getting at with this whole like there's it's always fish is what i'm trying to get at we get canada I, is very saying. protective of its fish we have to do an episode just on like the psychological hang-ups we have regarding our fishes yeah like <laughs> all right fishes so as don cherry got <laughs> older fishes. coach's corner had Technical more and more term. of these uh Let's call them oopsies moments. Specifically, <laughs> in 2004, well, when Don's approaching his 70th birthday, Coach's Corner would actually air on a tape delay of like seven seconds so they could edit Smart. out the shit he would say. So Genius. here's a couple quotes from 2004 onwards. Uh, this one's titled, Iraq War. This is a classic. Don was a very vocal supporter of the Iraq War, and he often criticized his co-host Ron McLean for being neutral on the matter. He would be reprimanded by the CBC for stating these pro-war beliefs on air. He would then go on the Jim Rome show, which is sports talk radio, the week that this happened, and said the following. You have to realize the CBC is government-owned. You have to say the government was against the invasion of Iraq, and I'm for it. And I'm on a government program. I really thought this could be the end. So he is kind of right to note that like, yeah, the CBC does have an inherent bias because it is controlled by the government in power at the time. But he's also an idiot because the Iraq war is one of history's greatest atrocities manufactured entirely by simpletons and fucking followers of Moloch to uh, destroy the world. Like, and also I have a soft spot for the CBC too. And it's like, I... uh, I see what you're getting at when it comes to like, yeah, they they have bias and they're they're federally funded, but it's like the CBC in comparison to other, <laughs> like you could not call it like a propaganda, yeah, because it's like it does a really good job of being critical. It's pretty critical yeah. of, of the, like, the whoever's in power at the 100%. time. One hundred percent, it can be. There are obviously inherent biases. Well, like yeah, think of sure, how much they sure. reported on like the SNC Lavalin thing. Like that was. They, yeah. they did yeah. a ton of reporting on that, Just which obviously the liberals probably wouldn't Trudeau. have but loved. Folks, remember that we are fundamentally an anti-reporter, anti-press uh, podcast. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Anti-state. Right. Stephen yeah. Harper. So after appearing in the House of Commons on November 7th, 2006, just for some reason, uh, he formally stated his support for Prime Minister Stephen Harper, whom he called a grinder and a mucker by saying, (laughs) hey, be careful now. (laughs) Be very careful. Hard R mucker. (laughs) I give a thumbs up to Stephen Harper for sure. He supports the troops and I support the troops. He called Stephen the M word. Yeah. Stephen actually was on one of the early issues of the Don Cherry show for the drill of the week. (laughs) <laughs> hey now <laughs> oh this Stephen Harper he's a real mucker he doesn't mind going in the back door <laughs> uh, boy is, heads in face first every time <laughs> this is my favorite of all the Don Cherry eccentricities this is a one I, I entitled Blue Lives and Green Lives oh so oh no Don's support for the troops as we just mentioned is no. well known and police as well <laughs> In 2005, Cherry was granted honorary membership of the Police Association of Ontario. He was once an aspiring police officer, and he has been a longtime supporter of the police services. In his own words, this is the best thing I ever had. (laughs) He's an honorary cop. (laughs) Yeah. That is so Canadian. They also, like, don't they give that shit to kids in, like, grade eight when (laughs) they ride around on the bikes for a little bit? Let me tell you something, Ron. I was on the plane, and the captain made me the (laughs) (laughs) co-pilot. The greatest thing that's ever happened. Let me tell you, Ron, if I was on that plane, things would have gone differently. I would have been grinding Joey Kosa. I would have been mucking him. Joey Kosa sitting in seat 11B. Me and him get up in the front. 
Good old killer, Dougie Gilmore. <laughs> if, if the pilot was, if the terrorist was 13, he'd be all over. Rock'em, sock'em, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> we drilled him for like 12 hours straight. <laughs> Rock'em, sock'em, Al-Qaeda is horrible. I hate that I just heard that. No, you liked it. <laughs> Don Cherry's Rock'em, sock'em, United 93. <laughs> Rock'em, sock'em, IRA. <laughs> Things are deteriorating Te- here. Technical difficulties. We'll wait a second till, to get back to the program. So here's a, another lovely character in the Don Cherry extended cinematic universe. A man who once declared, I'm the most racist person in Toronto and I'm the mayor. <laughs> Rob Ford. Don Cherry was asked to speak at the Toronto City Council meeting and he said the following. <laughs> I'm wearing pink for all the pinkos that believe. That are for all the pinkos out there that ride bicycles and everything, and I thought I'd get it in. He then what? went on to state that he had been ripped to shreds by the left-wing pinko newspapers out there and ended by saying, and that's why I'm going to say, he's going to be the greatest mayor this city has ever had. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, put that in your pipe, you left-wing kooks! Yes! The pipe! <laughs> the pipe! <laughs> he laid pipe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to catch this pipe. Also, like, nobody uses the word pinko seriously. Yeah. Like, and not since, like, the 70s oh or 80s. God. Like, I'll call myself a pinko every once in a while, but, like, that's just because I think it's fucking hilarious. The Toronto City Council would respond by wearing pink at the next day's meeting. No oh, okay. way. Yeah. I have never even heard pinko before. Yeah, it's uh, old school. The pink, yeah. Pinko is another term for, like a uh, semi-communist, like someone who's willing, oh. like like red. like mm. a tanky is like yeah. red commie. Like they want the government, they want big government to do communist. Things. I want bread lines, and uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas a pinko is essentially what you would call like a socialist. Like okay. they're they're equating them to like communist regimes in Russia and around the world, right? Yeah. So they're it's but they're it's not a slanderous cool term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not as hardcore as a commie, but uh, they call them pinkos to say that like yeah, you're you're more centrist, so you're like you're not even good enough to be a fucking commie. Like you gotcha. you gotta have some balls to be a commie at least. So yeah, it's it's a slander term. I I think like if there's one thing that's prescient in that little quote there is that. Don Cherry is one of the greatest political minds Canada has ever seen. He's just like, yeah, no, he's going to be the greatest mayor. Uh, <laughs> you guys are all wussies and losers. Yeah. And he was completely right. Yeah. He was completely <laughs> right. He was definitely... <laughs> well, he won. The Canadian mayor, well, maybe not who smoked the most crack, <laughs> but was definitely the biggest and yeah. smoked crack. So this is, this is, this is one about uh, climate change. Don denied the existence of climate change and referred to proponents of the man-made climate change theory as kookaloos. In 2008, he also referred to David Suzuki as a left-wing kook. Just remember that. So this all culminates with the very infamous You People rant, which yeah. occurred in November of 2019. You're missing some classes, such as saying that women get hit in the face with pucks because they're yapping at They're always the yapping along. Another one that he said yeah. about women is, yeah, I think there should be women in the NHL. There should be one in each dressing room. No, he, no, said, no, he no. said that women shouldn't be allowed in dressing rooms ever, like any reporter. No, this was from the 1991. Like, oh, okay. When he so said he women should only be in the dressing room to flip flopping on me, Don. <laughs> flip flopping on and me. Then he, and then he takes it back and he's like, no, no, no they shouldn't be there. No, <laughs> just here, kidding. Here's my favorite take. Here's my, like, literally, 
of all of Don Cherry's insane beliefs, this is the one that speaks to me, that Europeans are wussies because they wear visors yeah. on their helmets. Just like, why ever he be mad about that? He wants them to die. He yeah. wants every hockey player to die. But like, it's such an innocuous thing, just having the visor on the helmet. You could barely tell. Yeah, no. You, you know what it's he ridiculous. is. You know what he is. He is the epitome of like the American football dad, right? But like Canadian. Like yeah. it's like I son get American out there football. and like <laughs> Yeah, it's the dad who sits around and listens to up. emo tunes. He's just like <laughs> Man, Animal Crossing American football remix? Hell yeah. <laughs> KK Slider's really hitting that ow you <laughs> Both of you are off the pot. <laughs> um, but uh so he reminds me of like the football dad that's like, son, you gotta get out there and the son's like, Yeah, but I have like a broken leg and that other kid ripped my dick off and it's like, Yeah, but go out there and walk it off. Like you know what I mean? Like he's literally doing that where he he sees yep. the valor in someone oh, getting yeah. mangled and keep going. The the martyrdom of just getting hurt playing a sport and continuing to play the sport that's is something just, that he cherishes. It's also what his whole career is based off of. Yeah. Right? He would take special time out of broadcast to talk about the right way to block a shot, which is not by using your stick because I can deflect the puck, but by throwing your body in front of a puck <laughs> moving 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so not to belabor the you people thing, because in Canada at least, like this has been talked about to death. I'm going to read the exact quote and talk about what happened. So during one of his coach's corner tirades, he made a remark saying the following. He said, you people that come here, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at least you can pay a couple bucks for a poppy or something like that. These guys paid for your way of life. You, you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the biggest price, implying that immigrants don't wear poppies, which is another old guy thing. Where yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He just saw insane. one guy walking around, and he was like, "What the hell?" But also, it's like it's it's funny because the the poppy money just goes to the legion, and the legion is interesting. But it's like it is what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's not like I don't know. It's it it's kind of a charity. Like they t- they do take care of people, and not to belittle the legion, but at the same time, what a what a hill to die on, you know? Well, what you I know, mean? but like, but that's always been Don Cherry's thing. He's never like considered like the nuance of where the money of the legion goes. He's never thought about anything that far. It's all signifiers. Right, right. It's, it's all, all like symbols. flash and show and pomp and circumstance. Yeah, it, it's all just... You it, can look at them for five seconds and know that. It's about what things signify rather yeah. than what things actually are. I, I always found that, that quote really funny because like there's been so much critique over the poppy, right? Like for such a long time. And then also, this is an aside, not only is he take tackling something that is like very difficult for even academics to come to terms with when it comes to like, should we do this or not? Like, should we look into something else to signify this kind of thing? But then he also talks about like, Canada is the land of milk and honey, yeah. which is like, isn't that an inherently Jewish saying? Like, that's like... That's Old Testament shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's stuff like uh, the chosen ones will go to the land of milk and honey, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think that just is more of an attest to, like, his old ass way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, to just, like, throw that out there and be like, yeah, Canada, the land of milk and honey. And it's like, where the Famously. fuck are you living? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about, my guy? And, and like, you, like, we been saying it's all it's all symbols like it, it it's not actually things that mean anything it's literally just symbols like if you took the canadian flag in front of him and burned it i think he would just fucking he oh, would he would me. yeah he would he would like self-implode me like a twig yeah and he wouldn't look at it as like why it would be, just be like no like anyways that's my little rant on uh the the symbolism aspect of it because i never really thought about it before but it makes perfect sense and it's such a simple way to look at things if you just look at them for the symbols and like what we say something means right 
So Don would eventually be fired for this. Uh, I like to think it's because of my Instagram post that I made the day that it happened. And I'm then pretty two sure days it was. Later, yeah, it probably was. Uh, this, the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council reported that they had the highest number of complaints of like they've ever had for that segment, which I get. I do. When that I, being said, like he said so many worse things. That, than that. We, were, we were watching some on YouTube I, today that I don't even want to say on air, but we're yeah, worse he's like, got a in history. coach's yeah. corner. And I think part of the blame does need to go to the CBC because not only like they've seen this for literally 30 years and mm-hmm. this man is also like 85 you have a liability on your hands at that. Although I will say, if you compare him to current people of his age, like Joe Biden, it's amazing how much more cogent Don Cherry yeah. is. But uh, this is what he said after the fact. So he was fired for these remarks. He commented, I know what I said, and I, and I meant it. Everybody in Canada should wear a poppy to honor our fallen soldiers. I would have liked to continue doing Coach's Corner. The problem is, if I, don't, if I have to watch everything I say, it isn't Coach's Corner, which basically means, bro, if I can't be racist, I don't even want to fucking... I may as well just fucking die. No one would care. So... He would be dismissed. Like, he's not wrong, though. If Don Cherry wasn't Don Cherry, yeah, what, would, what would be the point? Like, there's no point at all. You could just get anybody then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But people that we know that watch hockey, like our housemate was just saying that the CBC was probably looking for an excuse to let him go at some point because he was getting really old Definitely. and, like, his sentences are getting really rough. So, I don't know. Look here, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is. Oh, uh, but he did say he regrets using you people. He said yeah. he doesn't take any back any of the quote. But He'd said, rather have said Arabs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was more specific yeah. with my racism. The Chinese. <laughs> now when I'm going down to the Holy Land of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. I didn't see a single Palestinian wearing a poppy while I was there. <laughs> Don Cherry, the Orthodox Jew, would be the best crossover. The ever. most powerful oh, person. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Comes, on this day of Passover, we. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to command the troops, and uh, I don't know what else pe- Jewish people do. I'm sorry, I'm behind. <laughs> He's wearing Some like a bright Montreal skull bagels. Cap. And- <laughs> no, I was eating at my favorite Israeli restaurant, Pizza Fiesta, <laughs> <laughs> and and not once did the server say thank you when I said thank you. <laughs> So Don now spends just his encouraging days. his son to break his leg while doing the Torah reading. <laughs> <laughs> You get up there, you show him. I want you to put your face into it. <laughs> the book. <laughs> Not my dick. <laughs> Don Cherry just cross-checking Moses as he tries to cross <laughs> the Red Sea. <laughs> right from behind. Let my people go and he just fucking body slammed him. <laughs> now let you people go. <laughs> yeah, you, you people. people. <laughs> you people, you cross our Red Sea. <laughs> You forsake you forsake our our natural our locusts and our natural disasters. You wander through our deserts for ten thousand years. You eat our fish. You don't wear the poppy. <laughs> you're drinking our milk and you're eating our honey. You're killing your mother. So. Now Bernie, Bernie ain't a Jew. <laughs> oh man, Bernie Sanders on Coach's Corner. Would be oh great. my God. So all right. Don Cherry spends all, he now lives around the corner from his uh, son, Tyler. They do a podcast together. Uh, in 2004, shortly before the seven second tape delay, Don Cherry was a part of the greatest Canadian reality miniseries, which we alluded to earlier. He finished seventh in front of such luminaries as follows. Mackenzie King, the mm-hmm. longest serving prime minister in Canadian history and a famous medium. 
<laughs> yep. Not size, uh, spiritual. Uh, who finished 49th? Gordon Lightfoot, who was 33rd, which is bullshit. That man's number one. That he is he loved fucking smack too. Oh yeah. He fucking that's cool. <laughs> that, that should bump like, him up at least yeah, ten points. Exactly. Uh, Norman Bethune, who we actually should do an episode on, who was a medical pioneer. He actually uh, pioneered the mobile blood transfusion used by soldiers in the war. So if you needed a blood transfusion on the battlefield, you weren't just fucked. Well, how are we gonna make fun of that? And, guy? No, no, no. He's just cool. He also <laughs> uh, spent the rest of his time working in communist China and was such a beloved figure in like modernizing Chinese medicine, which you can say like, oh, that's, you know, problematic, whatever. I don't care. But he was so beloved in China that Mao actually delivered a eulogy wow. when he died. That's fucking that's cool. That's so cool. Another cool thing about this lad that is 100% factual and I'm not making it up on the spot is that he had the highest kill count for landlords. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that is true. Yeah. We got to do it. You know what? That's he a got the 25 one. kill streak and he got to drop a nuke. Yeah, he did the nuke and he, he chose the opportune location of, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Hiroshima on this podcast. So Don Cherry also finished ahead of Nelly McClung, trailblazing suffragette. Yep. Uh, this is my favorite. He, he finished ahead of the unknown soldier. <laughs> <laughs> who was ranked number 21. I feel like Don wouldn't like that. Yeah, he'd be furious. <laughs> and then he also finished ahead of, at number 11, Friend of the pod, Louis Rial. Uh, which fucking wait, so sucks. what number was Don Cherry? Number seven. Behind John A. McDonald. And also behind David Suzuki. Yep. Oh, I, I actually think we should do a, a series on the greatest on Canadian. The greatest. I, I want the exact yeah. same thing. I, I don't think, I think you want to do an episode on it. I, oh, I want to like, like interrogate all of these people in Canadian history. Cause we've already sir, done Sir John A. Yep. Now we've done Don Cherry. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Let's call David Suzuki and have him on the pod. Yeah. yeah. Let's cancel David Suzuki. So next podcast, pod. this is a promise. Next podcast, <laughs> David Suzuki will be on the podcast. <laughs> I guarantee it. No. David Suzuki actually did a little like, you're listening to CFRC. Oh, I think. yeah, no, we're, he, we're sure just we going to play one. that for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go, David, what are you listening to? We're listening to CMRC. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Thanks, that was man. great. Now, Thanks for the interview. <laughs> something very fortunate for Don is, and this is partially why I want to cover the greatest Canadian, because the voting metrics are insane. <laughs> it should be noted that votes from French Canada were not counted in the greatest <laughs> Canadian <laughs> reality series. No way. Which, That's hilarious. Why would they do that? Which no doubt aided no Don's No wonder they candidacy. wanted to see. It's because Holy they're shit. not the, Canadians. The number one thing would have been just like blackface. Just for <laughs> it would have been that freaky snowman uh, we, that they have. <laughs> uh, we voted for Bonhomme de Neige. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bonhomme. I think it. I think it would have been really interesting, actually, to have the French Canadians do it because I know very little about like French Canadian history. I don't know history. who their cultural icons are at all. It's I because it's because we just didn't learn just much about it. Yeah. FLQ. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> I do. I do love me the FLQ. Uh, not gonna lie. We voted number three. The mailbox they put the bomb in. <laughs> 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 All right, Dean. What was who's who's your yeah. potential replacement for Coach's Corner? Okay. Take us home. So, uh, just to sort of wrap up what, we, what we've been talking about, Don Cherry is the Ur Canadian. He represents again. If there is like a, an overall cultural identity or spirit of Canada, it is Don Cherry, a brazen, loud, sort of like vapid person who just says whatever he thinks and does not give a shit about what anyone thinks about what he thinks. I think in that spirit, the perfect replacement for Don Cherry would be the average Canadian. I think every week on Coach's Corner, we should have a new coach and it's some randomly selected like bumfuck idiot in Canada. It could be me. 
It could be, you know, like another old dude. It could be like some 13-year-old girl who's never watched hockey in her life. Uh, it's just always some random Canadian, and they have to give their take on what's happening. I think that that would be an important cultural artifact for our country. Dean, we already had that. We did? Yeah. It's called Speaker's Corner. Do you not remember Speaker's Corner? I Does anyone like, here remember Speaker's Corner? I have no idea we what you're talking about. Watch oh, hockey at no, all. no, this isn't no a hockey thing. This is a life. Canadian specific thing. So Speaker's Corner, they would set up this box around any random city in Canada, but a lot of the times it was like in Hamilton and a lot of like major cities, right? And they would set this <laughs> box up that Hamilton. just said, yeah, the the hugest city, <laughs> the huge massive, it was so huge. And they would set this box up that just said Speaker's Corner always recording. And what they would do is that you could walk up and say whatever you wanted to this microphone <laughs> and to this TV, and it would record you. And then they would show on TV, and they would turn it into like a 45-minute segment that would air once a week. That shit was baller, and they had to get rid of it once they started live streaming it. Because <laughs> everyone was just saying the worst <laughs> shit ever. So we, we bring did. it back, but we bring it back specifically for Hockey Night in Canada when everyone is watching. But also, it wasn't a corner. So that means if we're thinking about a standard room, we got two corners down. We got speaker's corner and we got coach's corner. Ooh. We got two other corners, baby. We can get all the way around to this one. We got we can have Antifa corner. Yeah. And uh Antifa corner. And what? And <laughs> fascist <laughs> corner. <laughs> yes, and the pho <laughs> corner. I thought you meant like pho is in like the the, the Vietnamese soup. Yeah. It's a Vietnamese. Which is which is really delicious. Anyways, yeah, we did have, we had Speaker's Corner, and I, I recommend cool. anyone look up the greatest hits of Speaker's Corner, because it's fucking wild. <laughs> like, you just set up a, a camera, and they were, they were doing what Shia LaBeouf did with the, you know, he will not divide us thing, yeah. except it was federally funded, That's and so cool. like, and it was terrible. It was horrible. And now, if you want to hear Cranks yell, you know, rough things into, you know, your ears, you can just listen to this show. Yeah, that's true. All yeah. Right. We are the new court coach's corner. That's right. <laughs> I have been signed by the CBC, so this will be my last appearance. They, they've, <laughs> they've poached me to provide commentary over uh, old NHL clips during this lockdown. Yeah, Jesse's <laughs> going to be replaced by my voice being doubled. It'll just have an echo yeah. on it, and it'll, like, slap back effect, and it'll just sound like two of me talking at the same time. It'll, it'll fill in for Jesse. Voice. I love that. All right. That's the show, folks. DJ, hit us with a little bit of grape jam, and we're out. For a little musical interlude. He's a man behind the mic, and he loves a good fight. Got his own set of words, and they come out just right. He's a hockey man, seen coast to coast. And if you don't go in corners, he hates you the most. Grapes! I'll tell you something right now. Grape jam! I coach the Boston Bruins If you're asking me I think the game's in ruins Guys don't fight They don't fact check It's like watching the Nordiques Out there in Quebec Great Now let me tell you Something right now Because uh Great jam He's got a six inch collar He's no cream buff Likes to shout and holler When he sees rough stuff Some say he's nasty Say he shouldn't be hurt When it comes to hockey He gets the last word Great tell you something and it's a god's honest truth grape jam i'll tell you something else visors no good don't like them great von hellerman worst ref i've ever seen grape jam europe it's a nice place to visit but just stop sending us hockey players all right great that's joey coaster he'll drop him with just about anyone grape jam only guys who don't like fighting are you press pipes i'll tell you that right now great